0: morning Morning. uh this morning i found myself in a very odd situation and i woke up early because i knew the time has changed and i was praying and i got lost in prayer ah it's time to go so i came a little late i want to apologize first to the pastors for that and to the technicians because i know it's stressful and i was stressed myself so (laughs) can we pray lord i pray in Jesus' name. In spite of our failures, our shortcomings, your standard has always been high. You are excellent in what you're doing. You are great in what you're doing. Have your way in us today. Have your way in this place. Not about us, but let your perfection come in this place. Speak to our hearts. Quiet our worries And help our ears to hear what you have to say. We stand in Jesus' name against every stressful situation. Everything that stands against the knowledge of Jesus Christ. I pray right now that your grace will be upon us. That the Holy Spirit will move because this is not about information. We want to get into action. And I pray that this morning you will steer our hearts and you will lift our legs to go forward and to accomplish what you have said in your word. I want to pray that this word will be alive inside of us this morning in Jesus name. Amen. Good morning. My name is Didier Kashinda. I'm one of the leaders here. And I do the marketplace meeting. Let me take a moment to invite you to the marketplace leaders' meeting this Wednesday. It starts at 7. I know you are awake all that time because, you know, by the time the bills start to to come in your mind, you're already awake. So it's not a problem to come at 7. Instead of tossing and rolling in your bed for nothing, come at 7. We have great stuff in the marketplace ministry. And this is a place for you. I was talking to an old man this yesterday. He is currently in his 80s. And he just had a severe heart failure. So he cannot move, he cannot read. And as we were talking, he mentioned to me all the disappointment he had in his life. He has been searching for happiness, for joy, for his, himself, and success for his family. He never found it. In the course of that search, he lost everything, his house, his family, all the kids were gone. And he lost all his friends. And because he was so rude with Christians, he actually persecuted Christians. And he's a an next soldier, a sniper. He used to be a sniper. So you don't kid with him. So he got, when he got in his late seventies, he was lost. His life went down. He had his first heart attack and he had three since And now he has a heart failure. He can't even read right now. And no one dared to come to help him. Because everybody was scared. You don't want to mess with a sniper. And all his life, he's been trying to find a solution. Now he came to the end of himself. No solution. He would love that somebody care. To help him to talk to him but everybody was afraid it took a little girl to come to him and open the Bible and talk to him about Jesus everybody was so impressed that he accepted Jesus two years ago and today even when he cannot read he still he has his Bible and he's reading his Bible. He has somebody read reads his Bible. He had to go in the sun, full day sun, when God helps me. He opens his Bible and read it. Since then, all his kids and his grandchildren have come back. He has found joy. And as I was talking to him, he said, Every day I wake up with my the same pain. You know, the heart and the bones and everything hurts. Every, every morning I wake up with the thoughts or the wrong things I've done. But I'm grateful to God. My, uh, this is my consolation. That God has touched somebody to step up and to dare come to talk to me. And today, he says, when I, work, when I see what God is doing, he gave me more days. I don't know how long I still have to live. But every day I live with my depression, my pain, I thank God. Because he gives him one more day to see his goodness. That old man is my father. We spoke yesterday. And I don't know how long he still has to live, because he doesn't see. He's really bad. But I thank God because somebody dared to step up and speak. And what I'm talking about is the situation we all live here. It's happening around us every day. People live in distress around us. They will not tell you. Their Facebook page, their Instagram will not tell you how they feel. They need God. They need to listen to, to hear God. It doesn't matter how muscular they are. They need God. It doesn't matter what car they're driving. You see commercial people buying houses, they're all smiling. It doesn't matter how white their teeth are, they need Jesus Christ. Yes. Romans 10, the Bible says in Romans 10, chapter uh, Romans 10, 8, 13 to 15. For everyone who calls the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on the name uh, of him? In whom they have not believed. And how are they to believe in him whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it was written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news? And that's where you come in. What on earth am I here for? I wake up every morning. I am seeing my bills. On Wednesday, you wake up at five. Come at the meeting. <laughs> every day, I wake up with my pain. Do am I here just to see other prosper, to see other live? What on earth am I here for? We've been going through this series for a couple of weeks. And our purpose was to understand that God had a purpose for us. It's not just our man-made purpose, you know, set yourself your goals and then you'll be fine, you'll prosper. The Bible says in Proverbs 16, 16 that the plans of the heart belongs to the man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The heart of man planned his way, verse 9, but the Lord established his steps. It's God who has plans for us that stands forever. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, we know this verse. Lord says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare, not for evil. To give you a future and a hope. It's God who has plans for us. The plans that stands. The plan's forever. And so far, we've been, uh, we have answered this question. What on earth am I here for? By saying first that we matter to God. That's why we're here. Because we matter to God. It doesn't matter how people look at you. For God, you are so important that He came and died for you. If this is not a reality in your life yet, today I want to give you the opportunity to know Jesus Christ. You have... So much value in his eyes. That everything that happens to you, he knows. He has his concern about it. You don't just live your life like this. Jesus knows what you're going through. Secondly, we say that we were planned for God's pleasure. People may not like, may not like when you come in, in a room. But Jesus is smiling. Every day you look at yourself in the mirror and say i don't like this picture. Ah, jesus loves you <laughs> we were shaped to serve god we said that we were formed for god's family and i hope everyone feels that you belong to this family i took a family recently here i took them to the movies one one sunday and the mom told me you know the the, the day you took us to the movies that's the day I realized that I belonged to Gateway Church. I hope you belong. You feel that you belong. If you don't, we want to pray for you this morning. And Will told us yesterday, last weekend, last Sunday, that we were created to become like Christ. And if we are to look like Christ, to become like Christ, then we have to act like christ we have to do what he did which means to go on mission to spread the good news of salvation to the world and this is our topic welcome to the last session we have we're gonna have a conclusion the season finale next week (laughs) but today we want to end and say we are called for mission nothing Things are not always as they appear. You know that. The TV and all the show that we say show that you can be self-sufficient. It shows people who are, who have their life under control. They buy houses, they do all this thing, they protest and do all kinds of things. Instagram and Facebook tell stories that are not actually representing what the authors are actually doing. This is a real study. Everyone seems to have control. It looks like everybody else knows what they're doing. It's only me. It's like everybody has the kids. Normally, I have to wake up anymore. What are you doing at night? I don't sleep. Everybody has babies. They're sleeping. Mine (laughs) just. You can self-improve your life. What this is what they say. But it's only through God's eyes that you can see really what's happening in this world. Things are not always as they appear. A recent study done in February last year in UK reports that we have managed, our society have managed to create, to, manage, to produce a generation with, in which personal crisis and identity problems are so prevalent this on most of count, on most account people's life have improved there's less people drinking and smoking in the world there's less teen pregnancies there's people have more money people have more have an easy access to money and do things science has developed so much that we almost have solution to everything Diet programs there's an app for that Dating, there's an app for that. Buying, selling, there is an app for that. Connecting, learning, there is an app for that. For almost everything, there is an app for that. However, studies show that instead of blossoming in this environment, in this study, we are seeing a lot of depression, anxieties, and personal crisis issues all over the place. Experts agree that even having a good family possessing stuff, friends, money, pleasure is not a guarantee to it's not a guarantee for happiness. It's from priests, pastors, middle class workers, kids everywhere nobody is spared. The effects on the kids are even bigger. They say the last 25 years, the ratio of, the rate of personal crisis in school has increased of 73%. Teachers are seeing more and more kids having mental issues while they're living in good families. It's no more lower class, it's everywhere. Adding to that, the technology didn't help. It's growing too fast for all the people. They're getting anxious because they have to catch up all these new terms that are coming. You have to learn in a, in a pace that you didn't have before. Or poke me on Facebook. Oh, my God, I've been tagged. Oh, you know, I saw your picture. Hot, hot. Please like me. Send me a slap to get a job. Hashtag amazing. i get a new one for you hashtag what are you talking about I don't know what you're talking about the technology is killing us for the young people technology has brought what we call the formal effect the fear of missing out how many of us when they wake up in the morning that's gonna be a good question the second service how many of us when you wake up in the morning the first thing you do is check your Facebook don't lift your hand It's going to be hashtag embarrassing. (laughs) Most programs, everything that has been created so far, the experts say all the treatment, everything that we tried to do to resolve people's issue have not worked except those where people have, those who have concern, they have genuine concern about others. Those who have experienced things have got in contact with the people who have a problem. People needed to identify. On Facebook, you have all those nice words. Wake up. Don't be discouraged. Be positive. All those nice words. They never change people. In order for people to change, they had to identify with somebody who went through all this or who had something better. These are the programs and the treatment that works in this age. These are the things that are working now. Expert says without a connection, there's nothing that's going to happen. I believe it's not the expert. It's God who has set up this generation. He has set up this time so that the gospel will be shared. This is a real setup for the gospel. We are in times where we can spread the gospel easier than the years before. Because people, they can be singing in the bus. They can have all the iPod. They really need Jesus Christ right there. As soon as they can identify, as soon as they can connect, the gospel will be preached. And that's where we are coming God has set up this time for us to spread the gospel. So what you're saying, what does God want me to do right now? First thing, God wants you to pray that people will say yes to God. We are living in a, in a time of huge spiritual warfare. Darkness has covered the, the earth. The Bible says that the God of this age has blinded people. They look for solutions where the solution is right there with them. We need to pray that God will open the spiritual realm so that the gospel may be easily shared. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10 verse 4 that our weapons are not of the flesh, but their divine power to destroy strongholds. People really need Jesus, but we need to pray so that when we go, we can share easily the gospel to those people. Part of our calling too is that also people will agree, will be volunteered to go and share the gospel. We'll be praying here that we may be strong enough, courageous to stand up and go do that. The second thing, give to help others to go. Some have received a call To go abroad to preach the gospel to other people groups but today I'm not talking about them today I want to talk about your friend around who needs help to preach to his friends he needs to take his friend for coffee you can help him preach to his family you can offer to drive them to someplace you can open your house Say, I cannot preach to my friend. Can I come to your office to pray with You can offer. You can do something practical, intentional right here to help your friend, your brother around your sister to preach the gospel around you. Not very far. Around you. John 3, 3 John 1, 8 says, Therefore we ought to support people like this. Those who are going to preach the gospel. That we may be fellow workers For the truth, do that. Fourth, see time change. Number three, I was already like. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, volunteer to be sent. To be sent by God, you must be available. You know this. Jesus talked about it. Said, Jesus, I want to follow you. Okay come and follow me back allow me first to go and bury my father we are not available I, I'm, I always pray that i will always be available when god wants me because of my family situation with the business i'm involved in I, 100% i cancel even some engagement at church but i always pray that when god needs me i want to be available I don't say too much that I'm volunteering to things. But when God wants me to do something, I pray that I will always be available. I'm scared of the day I have to postpone God's calling to do my own stuff. My life won't have any meaning for that. Always want to be available for God. That's why God say, how are they going to hear Without somebody preaching to them. This is Roman 10 that we just, we just read. And fourth, go where you can go now. Where can you go? Ask God, what is my mission? What this mission means for me around me right now? Where do I need to go? Who do I need to talk to? Who is the person that is around me that seems to be fine? Or do I, or maybe I know exactly what they're going through, but do I need to talk to them? Do I need to talk to them? Step up and dare to speak. Some of us, a couple of weeks ago, we had, we received Bibles and we sh- we had the mission to go and spread that everywhere. Some have done things. And I have a testimony here that I want to read to you somebody who dared share the gospel. Just the Bible that we had, all of us had. This is Sonia. She says, Sonia is blind. She goes to a day program. She gave three books, those three Bibles away. She was telling people how Jesus had helped her. There was a lady that asked her for a book. And if she could invite Jesus in her life, Sonia said to her, Yes, you can. She didn't complain about being blind. She just did the mission. So, few things we have to know about sharing the gospel. Just to release, to help us with our fears, our, and our doubts, and all the things that hold us back from preaching the gospel. First thing, It's not about you. The gospel is about Jesus Christ. Don't worry about, maybe I don't speak English like me. I don't, I don't. It's not about you. It's about Jesus Christ. He will never fail. Jesus Christ knows everything. Can I boast about Jesus for a moment? Jesus Christ knows the heart of every person. There's nobody who is too hard for him the bible says that nothing is impossible with god he's the one who created everything he's the lord of all he's the lord almighty the bible says he turns the hearts of the king like a river he sends a dream and shakes the kings in fear in their bed and this is the god we are presenting i'm not talking about me i'm talking about the lord of lords the lord who sits in heaven Who can stand against Jesus Christ what problem can be impossible for Jesus Christ so why am I afraid to talk about the one who is the Lord of all Jesus Christ he will never fail that's why I go with confidence because I'm talking about Jesus Christ amen amen the second thing, most of the, per- the people you know, God sends to you are around you or are sent by God where you are. Close to your workplace, your colleagues at school, the guy who takes the bus with you every day, takes all the seats. The patient you meet in the office, the doctor's office where you go for your own problem. The person who sits with you every day right there. Your own family member, your noisy neighbor, your Facebook friends, all those people are people that God puts around you. Act 8, Act 1, verse 8, it says, But you receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you'll be one of my witnesses in Jerusalem, because they were in Jerusalem first around you. In Judea and Samaria, and then in the end of the earth, right around you, there are people who needs you. People post nice pictures, wonderful, inspiring word on their Facebook, on Instagram, but behind they're crying for help. I had a meeting with my clients two weeks ago, uh, here in Willy Pay, so, and they have the nicest the finest admin lady at the desk she's so funny she's so she's smiling every day she's always so positive when you ask her how are you doing i'm always good and she would say don't get down it's a just a meeting we had a huge meeting that was disturbing uh, i was so tired and she was right there encouraging me all the world but I noticed that every time I go to, I, I, I hear her speaking, she talks about a different relationship that she's into. In two years, she changed about five times people, boyfriends. I said, there must be something wrong here. So I prayed, I started to pray. The Lord says, stop praying, go and talk to her. I said, no. You know, she'll be thinking that I'm flirting with her. I, I don't want to do that did you see her facebook she's always fucked. okay i'll go <laughs> so i went to talk to her and say you know uh can i talk about your relationship uh you told me about all the changes that you made all the uh, i want you to meet somebody i said did you didn't just hear i just broke up you know i had a problem i just broke up with somebody i don't need all this i said okay the man i want you to meet is jesus christ she looked at me and said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's good, you know, but, you know, I'm not very, really, I'm not religious. That's the excuse, yeah? So it's not about religion. It's a man. Meet that guy. She said, oh, you know, uh, le- uh, let's talk later. So I left a little bit disappointed. Say so God took me, shook me in that moment for almost nothing. But that was not for nothing. As soon as I got home, she connected with me on Facebook and she opened her heart right there. I had a chance to preach the gospel on Facebook, on Messenger. I preached seriously. She received Christ and now when she talks, it's just, she doesn't post anything on Facebook anymore. But you can feel there's life in her now. She was talking about getting married. Because God touches. When people don't want to do the traditional way, I believe God can touch in Facebook. I find myself a new passion. Hashtag Facebook preacher. And people in this church, some of you know that I love that. Whenever I catch somebody on messenger, it's the gospel, gospel, gospel every time. I love that. Hashtag, it's amazing. Hashtag Facebook prayer preacher. That's what I like these days jesus christ can touch everybody through any means any area with this time most of the people god sends to you are just around you brandon Heath song, sang this song give me your eyes so i can see give me your Arm for the brokenhearted. give me your heart for the forgotten flight yeah yeah you know the song right this is the point of this method use God's eyes to fill the heart of the people God's there is pain there is anxieties around us and we have the good stuff to help them you your life is the whole experience that can help somebody else you can kind of say, all my life it's only mistakes that are made it's all those mistakes That will help somebody else because they will identify themselves with a real person who made his life and fell over the place. And Jesus came and rescued that person. That person is not better than me. So I can be saved too. Jesus will save. And finally, you don't need to stop your life in order to preach. Matthew 20, 28, verse 19, we know the Great Commission. The Bible says, "As you leave, as you go, preach, the make disciples," is why are you dealing with your anxiety problems at the doctor's office? It's why are you going as professional to your clients who don't pay your bills? It's why are you doing your assignment as a student? It's why are you being you every day. That you can go. That you go and share the gospel. God uses everything inside of you. When we said to Jesus. I give you my life. He was serious with that statement. He took your life in his hands. So anything that happened to you. God can use it. To help somebody else. So don't. Subtract yourself. To this thing preaching the gospel because you can do that you can do that by the power of god and by everything he has put in your life so this is an application two things that we're going to pray for first one ask god what is mission for me where is my place of mission where who do i have to talk to secondly you may be here dealing with Issues, sin, anxieties, problems of all sorts. And you said, stopping me from going. You need help to get out of this. We want to take time to pray for you. After this service, come, we'll pray. As God is going to lead us. What on earth am I here for? Today we just said, we are here for mission. Hashtag, thank you. Hashtag, may God bless you.